0: It's time for the best coverage of the top stories in sports. The Sports Wrap with Jason Page starts now. Yes, it does, and great to have you with us on this Tuesday edition of the show. Coming up in about 20 minutes, Kurt Heelan drops by. Pro Basketball Talk at NBCSports.com. A few big injuries in the association over the last few days. We'll get into that with him. Something to consider is the chalk outline you see with... Aaron Rodgers, basically, in, in the middle of it. Jimmy Kimmel just absolutely murdered that man, um, well, in terms of rhetoric, on Monday night. We'll get into that. We'll see how Aaron Rodgers responds, uh, but there's something bigger to discuss in all of that, and it's just the hypocrisy of Aaron Rodgers, which we've talked about it many turns uh, in, in the sort of Aaron Rodgers saga, but we start things today where the attention belongs, and that is on Jim Harbaugh and his Michigan Wolverines. They are national champions, whether you like it or not. They enjoyed playing the role of you know, the heel, to use a, a wrestling term, um, throughout this season. All the naysayers came at them, and they answered it all. And when all was said and done, you know, they won the two biggest games of the year. They beat Alabama. They beat uh, Washington last night. And now they're national champions. And we'll see what happens with Jim Harbaugh and his future uh, and whether or not he winds up uh, staying at Michigan or... Going for those greener pastures, that is the NFL. I would think with all the different NCAA sanctions sort of coming down the pike next year, I think he will go to the NFL. But you have to give a lot of credit and where it's due uh, to Jim Harbaugh. And there's, I think, even a larger conversation to be had about the Harbaugh family. And not just talking about Jim and John, but the dad, Jack, and, and the reality of just how great of a family from a coaching standpoint the Harbaugh's are. Is there a better family ever in the history of sports? If we're talking about coaching, is there a better one in the history of sports? I don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe, maybe our buddy Sam Yarnell will have a uh, an idea on that. I don't know. The Boons, Aaron Boone and and Bob Boone. I don't know. Is there somebody I'm missing? It's this, it's got to be the Sabins.
1: Mm.
2: Lou Saban was was a great head coach in the NFL and then obviously Nick did he Saban. win anything though it doesn't matter Nick Saban won more than all the Harbaugh's did
1: yeah
0: but every Harbaugh won something Jack won a FB, uh, FCS. well it was division one AA at the time I think with western Kentucky I mean Johns won a Super Bowl Losing national championship. I, I, mean, I mean, but I think it's a fair conversation. I think there's a fair debate to be had if we if we wanted to do a deeper dive into that. And I, to me, that's a little too inside baseball. I'm not going to go that crazy with it. but That is a good conversation. That'd be a good conversation to it's have. It's a good, one good Wednesday. Though. It's a good Wednesday in the middle of March conversation.
2: That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but instead, we'll we're, have one of the interns write that down. We'll have to do that. Yeah, we'll have to jot that down. Um, but look, I mean, it, I know what the final score says. This was a touchdown game in the fourth quarter. It wasn't as it. wasn't as if it was a blowout from the start. It felt like it, it at 17-3 and even at 17-10. Did you ever feel like Washington was going to win this game? And the answer for me was no. I never felt, I, 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 and I picked them to win. But you could see through a quarter and a half of this game that Michigan was clearly the best team in football, and clearly the best team between these two teams.
2: Yeah, it, it was utter domination from the opening kick to the to the final whistle and to the last play of the of the Washington offensive game. Um, disappointing, disappointing. When you think about how much firepower that. that I have more problem in this game Jason with the play calling on Washington's behalf. It felt like they weren't throwing the ball enough and trying to establish the run too much which like yeah in normal football is fine but when it's the national championship game against the best run defense in America and it's your star hard running back is hurt that.
0: and your star running back is hurt and you're trying to run with him.
2: It's 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 very hard to justify you had so many, you have so many electric weapons in, in that Washington offense between uh, Polk and, and Adunze. I, 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 I didn't understand that, a lot of the play calling. I think, the, I, I think there should have been more points in that game. Washington left so much on the field.
0: I think that running the football was their attempt to try and at least give a little more time to panics because that offensive line isn't great and they were trying to keep that pass rush honest. And I think running the football, but I think they became a little too enamored with it, and their inability to stop the run conversely was an enormous problem throughout the entire night, uh, as we saw, and, and that's what sort of set the tone for Michigan is is winning at the point of winning at the point of contact.
2: And you know, it's funny because one of my one of the least telling stats about this game is that Michigan had one sack. They registered one sack on Penix. It felt like he was under pressure, like you said, all night, like the the offensive line was just letting him down left and right. That said, he's still athletic enough that I I feel like they should have let him drop back and throw it a few more times. I understand when he's having interception problems, you know, right out of the gate in the second half there – it's hard. It's hard to justify that, and that's probably why they ended up running it. But in a national championship game against that defense, I just don't understand how you can do that if you're the Washington play there's The
0: turning point of that game, though, let's be honest about it. It's the fourth down missed. It's the fourth down miss. He's got uh, Dunze wide open down the right-hand side, and he overthrows him. And this is one of the best deep ball throwers, if not the best deep ball thrower in the nation and you miss them wide open, and you could just feel the air come out of the balloon at that point, both in the crowd with what fans were there for Washington. It was a mostly pro-Michigan crowd. And on that Washington sideline, you could just see the deflation. Because I was watching the – I love the ESPN broadcast where you can watch the coaches' reactions, and it's got two different angles, and you could see at that point that Washington was kind of deflated. They're like, oh, boy you know, we missed in that spot. That was, that was their opportunity. It felt like, and it, and it went by the wayside and I don't have a problem with them going for it. They're on fourth down either.
2: Yeah. The command center broadcast. I was yeah. also watching that. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. What ESPN does with, with all the college football playoff stuff. True. And speaking of that, Jason, I, I don't know if you saw this. ESPN is actually in negotiations with the NCAA in the college football playoff to expand their deal, extend it, Four years, So it would be the next six years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I take that back. It's expanded the next six years. So it would be the next eight years. Thank you. The interns telling me in my ear, it's $1.13 billion is the reported number we've got.
0: It's a good number. It's a nice neighbor. As as Robert De Niro once said in the movie, Midnight Run, it's a nice neighborhood to be in. (laughs) We'll get to Jim Harbaugh on the other side. Also want to get into some of the, uh, The sports betting as it relates to the NFL and Super Wildcard weekend. I know Sam's got some opinions on that. Can you guess what my favorite game of the weekend is? I bet you can. We're back with more sports rap.
1: Over 13 million Americans were affected by identity theft in 2022, and the threats go way beyond just credit card fraud. Today's identity thieves can use your information in ways that are easy to miss by just monitoring accounts and credit, like opening loans, transferring home titles, even committing crimes. Someone got my social security number, made a driver's license, and it was used for criminal activity.
3: You can do so much with a social security number that I didn't know could happen. They drained my bank account. It was terrifying.
1: You're even more vulnerable than you realize Your information is exposed through online shopping, banking, even corporate data breaches. No wonder there's a new victim of identity theft every three seconds. Only LifeLock alerts you to the widest volume of threats all in one place. Like someone trying to use your social security number, open a new loan in your name, or even commit a crime in your name.
3: There was a big yes button and there was a big no button. I clicked, that's not me, and LifeLock took it from there.
1: If you become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will be assigned to your case and work to fix the issue on your behalf.
3: If something happens, you have somebody fighting for you.
1: All LifeLock members are backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package, including reimbursement for stolen funds, personal expenses, and coverage for lawyers and experts up to $1 million. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. With LifeLock, it's easy to help protect yourself. I will be with LifeLock forever. Join the millions of people already protected by LifeLock. And for a limited time, save 25% on your first year with promo code 25TV. All plans include a 60-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-710-7531 or visit lifelock.com 25TV to save 25% on your first year of identity theft protection. Enroll now.
3: Attention families with a loved one in a nursing home. If your loved one has suffered from bed sores, falls, broken bones, dehydration, or even death, you may be entitled to a substantial settlement. If you have a loved one who is injured in a nursing home, we will find out what happened. State violations are found against nursing homes every day. You have a limited time to file your claim, so don't wait. Call 800-398-5999 and speak with one of our attorneys. The call is confidential and free.
0: Sports wrap rolls on on this Tuesday. Kurt Heelan, Pro Basketball Talk at NBCSports.com coming your way next. We'll have something to consider when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel, and the hypocrisy of A-Rod. Big news in the NFL. We'll get to it in Odds and Ends. Mike Vrabel is out as head coach of the Tennessee Titans what does that mean for his future and another potential opening in this NFL offseason we'll get to that uh but Sam was off yesterday he was having some dental work done how's your mouth by the way great yeah feeling good yeah were you a little woozy a little loopy yesterday Little giddy little bit. Hey, yeah. I, I, I fired
2: off a tweet about Josh Allen, how he was 30 to one. That, that was definitely, uh, there was definitely still some remnant, uh,
0: did you make any laughing gas or like, did you make any bets while you were under still under the influence? No bets
2: no? thank goodness okay. no bets.
0: you didn't you didn't wake up this morning with like seven packages from eBay or Amazon or anything like that No that would
2: <laughs> actually I take that back I did order myself a new pair of sweatpants but that was go. pretty late in the day all I right. think that was after the uh, <laughs> the effects had worn off.
4: all right fair
0: enough uh, All right super wild card weekend Sam I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it I'm gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna save the best for last. My favorite pick this weekend is Cleveland. Give me the Browns minus two and a half on the road in Houston against the Texans. I know we're not doing pages picks until Friday, but I'll give you some early knowledge folks. I have been high on Cleveland. I'm riding her till she bucks. I love Cleveland this weekend. That's my favorite game.
2: this is hard for me to say to Jason. It's really not hard for me to say to Jason. (laughs) I love the Houston Texans Uh. this weekend. I love the Miami Dolphins. I think we you need a bet. I think there needs to be
0: I think there needs to be a, an on air wager here no, no, on no, the no, Browns no, no, no,
2: no. game. No, 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 no. There will be there will be real units in play um between me and the FanDuel sports book. Uh my The unofficial sports
0: book of sports rap. Unofficial because they don't pay us.
2: Right. Uh no free ads. Um I I don't like the Texans as much as I like the Dolphins. I love, I love, I cannot express how much I like the Dolphins here in a bounce back spot. I like the Dolphins coming out in cold weather with all these narratives.
0: You're You're 0-2 already. You're 0-2 before we even get to the weekend. I mean, you're 0 two already. I love it. What other what other losers you got for me? Give you me also losers. this is our, I will just say the bun,
2: Cleveland bun, Browns bun, is a very bun, anti bun, Jason bun, Page pick. Jason Page famously loves the home dog. Bun, bun, he loves bun, bun, the, bun, 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 the home dog, bun, bun, and he's picking against him here. I'm just saying this right now. He's going against himself, going rogue to pick pick the Browns here. This is this is a good spot for the Houston Texans.
0: You're crazy, man. <sighs> what else you like? Steelers, I, I Bills. I think it's hard. I, I take the Steelers all day getting 10, too. All day. All day. Matter of fact, I might like the Steelers getting 10 more than the Browns. Matter of fact, oh, book yeah. it. I love the Steelers more than I love the Browns.
2: I like the Steelers getting 10 way more than I like the Browns. Way more um
0: Steelers could be the easiest I, pick of the week right now at plus 10
2: all right T.J. Watt officially ruled out let's slow down you you ha- have we seen their defense without T.J. Watt do you, you you remember what that looks like
0: Miami uh, doesn't have the greatest in, defense in the world and Buffalo didn't tear up the town on them
2: my play in this game is the over I liked it when the books mm. opened with 43 and a half it's been bet down to 36, 36 and a and half, half. cuz they're expecting some crazy weather in buffalo uh we all know the rocket arm josh allen throws through anything i like the bills team total over that number probably mm. uh so yeah me, I'm lo- i gotta give me be the honest bills team total over in this game give me the mm. over in this game uh i'm gonna go khalil shakir receptions in this game as well no. uh we'll get a stefan diggs touchdown in this game would be my guess so there are four plays on that mm-hmm. game here that no. uh i would bet the prop markets aren't open but two sides you can get on early in this week
0: no no i like the steelers plus 10 i like uh over 36 and a, I I like under 36 and a half. I don't think that game makes it over. If if the weather is what you're saying, if you're talking about snow in western New York, um, no, I think it goes under and I like Pittsburgh plus the 10. I could see 17, 13, 20 to 13 very easily. As a matter of fact, the official Jason Page prediction is going to be 20 to 13. Book it! Book it! Just say, one to thirteen Steelers. You're no, picking the 2013 Steelers to win Buffalo. No, twenty thirteen Buffalo. I think Buffalo wins. I mean, God, my God, Mason Rudolph's your starting quarterback. Is Mason Rudolph gonna win a road playoff game in Buffalo? Stop it! The fact that Pittsburgh even made the postseason is a miracle. Four to one on the money line. Sprinkle? No. All right, maybe a sprinkle. Maybe a sprinkle. You talked me into a sprinkle. Uh, Green Bay plus seven and a half uh, in Dallas against the Cowboys. And nobody's really giving Green Bay much of a shot. And I'll say this. This is the time of the year where I want the team who's playing their best football. And you could argue alongside the Rams, Green Bay is playing some of the best football right now in the league. Um yeah, and you look at the numbers on Jordan Love this year, second I think only to Dak Prescott in in throwing touchdowns. And I get it; it's Dallas at home, and we all know how good they are. But seven and a half, I think I that hook is just enough to Green take Green, Green Bay
2: less than a touchdown. Yeah. I'll take him getting
0: more than a yeah, touchdown. See, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Uh, Rams and Lions, the Stafford Bowl. It's going to be fun. I like Detroit though, as well as the Rams are playing. I still think Detroit at home, uh, but there's—I mean, you're talking about a lot of pressure on Detroit, first time in this spot and forever.
2: Huge letdown spot for Detroit. Huge. I love the Rams there.
0: I mean, if you're talking about the regular season, but not—not not in the postseason. I we think if down. Detroit
2: wins that game, I think it's by a field goal late.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, that's one I'm not willing to to go and make a make a bet on yet. And boy, man, it, not for nothing. Everybody loves Tampa Bay. It's amazing we'll how many people. That it's amazing how many people love Tampa Bay, though. The love for the Buccaneers who beat Carolina nine nothing. I mean, for the love of God. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure how I'm feeling about that. Uh, Kurt Halen talking basketball on the other side from NBC Sports. Sam will rejoin us in a bit for something to consider. It's the Sports Wrap. Sports Wrap continues on this Tuesday. 20 minutes from now, Sam will jump back in with us. Something to consider. Just how badly... Jimmy Kimmel crushed Aaron Rodgers on Monday night. And how will Rodgers respond? Kimmel challenged him basically to apologize and that Kimmel would accept the apology. But there's a bigger subject in all of this Aaron Rodgers stuff, and we'll get to it coming up. Good day to talk NBA with Kurt Halen, who does a terrific job. Pro basketball talk at NBCSports.com is his jam. And uh, a good day to get you on, but a bad day for a couple of NBA teams. Let's start with the Memphis Grizzlies, who looked like they were starting to put it together and then lose John Morant for the rest of the season.
5: Yeah, they'd won six of nine since he came back, and, and suddenly you're like, well, they could slip into one of those last play-in spots. And once they did that, man, can you imagine if you're the Lakers? Do you really want to see them in the first round? If you're Forget the Lakers. I mean, if you're Denver or... Minnesota or whoever's at the, you know, all the teams up at the top, that's suddenly a really tough out in the first round you didn't want. But that's, I mean, they were 6-19 and without him during the suspension, and you got a feeling at this point they're not making any trades at the deadline now. This is a pull it back. They have control over their first-round pick. They can actually swap it with Phoenix, which I can't imagine them doing at this point. Um, It's not a great draft, but you can add some, go add some depth.
0: So you just uh, toss this season. So that's it. You just flush this season. That's it. I think so.
5: Because not only are you without. Remember, not only without John Morant, you are without Stephen Adams, and they really missed him inside. And the one guy who could make up for that is Brandon Clark. Except he's still recovering from his torn Achilles, and he might have been back for the end of the season. But now, why are you going to rush him back? So there's just. I, I'm with you. I, I would say that. I would. I'm. I'm imagining at this point they just write this season off as the the fluke season get a little more depth, make a move or two in the offseason, and come back ready to challenge next year.
0: Well, that is, that is very frustrating for that fan base when you had yeah. such the high and exhilaration of, of what that team was capable of doing. And you almost wonder, um, not, it's a weird comparison, but it's what comes to mind. You know, you sort of look at the Tampa Bay Rays and Wander Franco and everything that happened and sort of what it's going to mean for that franchise going forward because they invested heavily, if not everything, on Wander Franco. The Grizzlies did the same thing with John Morant. Then you had the gun issues last year, the suspensions, the team ultimately failing in the postseason when he does come back, more injuries in that postseason, and now the injuries here – and again, you know, some of it is you talk about the size and, and and sort of makeup of him physically. Yep. Some guys at that size in this league playing with all these bigs, it's tough.
5: It's not only his size and makeup, it's his style of play. Yes. Right? He, he is attacking and driving. Kamikaze. And, yeah. Yeah. And look, that war on, I mean, so did Tibbs, but that war on Derek Rose, that war on um, Dwayne Wade, who was a more substantial human being we'll just say like in terms of physically like it kind of is hard to keep that style up and so I think if you're the Grizzlies you're just hoping that the year off kind of essentially season off kind of rejuvenates everybody and they come back ready next year but you're that is the bet you've made that he can that you can win around him and that he can stay healthy and it's a bet
0: but it just goes to show you if you bet on the wrong guy. And again, to point yeah. to the Wander Franco thing for totally different reasons. If you okay. bet on the wrong superstar in this league, if you put all your chips into the center of the table, sometimes you can flip over your hand and you've got two three off and it's and it's a yeah. disaster. You know, I mean it's 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 tough. Um Tyrese Halliburton, you know, look, um, it looked like a scary injury last night, um, you know, for him and the Pacers, but it looks like they're going to come away unscathed here.
5: Yeah, that did the the John Van Dam split in the middle oh. of the. War. It oh. was just. Hard.
0: We all uh, clutched our pearls, and I don't mean the ones that you were talking yeah. about.
5: Yeah, no, it was it was it was hard. It was concerning. I mean, seeing him carried off the court. Uh, they are officially they're just saying you know he'll be reevaluated soon. The reports are that it's a grade one, which is an usually about two weeks, um, give or take. I mean maybe a little longer because they're going to be careful. It's just a tough spot for them. They can't afford to give up ground. I'd be, I don't know. Jason, I'm sure you didn't wake up and look at the NBA standings this morning, but <laughs> five teams in the East, four through eight, are all 21 and 15. That's crazy. It, it's so close. The Pacers are in the middle of that, and these are the kind of setbacks for a couple of weeks that that end up mattering for seeding at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and it's tough in the East because if you end up, as six, seven, eight—that means you get some combination of Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia in the first round, and that's not good for the Pacers, or frankly, any of the teams in that grouping. Is there a move that makes sense for them?
0: And I'm not saying because of the Halliburton injury, but something because I had Stan Van Gundy on the show last week. Name drop—I'll pick it up. Um, we had Stan on the show last week, and he doesn't think that they're really a contender beyond no. the, you know what they're doing despite what they've done to Milwaukee beating them 4 out of 5 times i can't believe they're not playing each other again by the way for the rest of the regular season it's the dumbest thing i've ever seen um is there a move that can push them into that that top 4 and and make an argument for them
5: the 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 name that gets mentioned to them a lot and who's a the best basketball fit for him is pascal siakam
0: everybody wants siakam that should be the every, name of a tv show everybody wants every, pascal
5: everybody wants pascal pedro or yeah or, <laughs> or, or or siakam they 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 are the best basketball fit they are very interested that trade could still happen and that would still bump them up i mean again this this is a situation this isn't morant this is a situation where he'll be back in within a month whatever the situation within a month he's back on the court Siakam running on the wing with him looks really good and really dangerous. The challenge is simply this: Jason, they might be able to get him as a free agent. He he kind of wants to test the waters. How much are you willing to give up for a guy if he's not going to just guarantee he's re-signing with you? He going to the Knicks because he's going to go to the Knicks. Going to my Knicks, isn't he? Uh, the Knicks are interested. Let's put that. There's a lot, but here's the thing. I don't love him on the Knicks only because the Knicks need a true 1A top 10 player in the league and Siakam is more like 15 to 20. He's very good. He's two-time All-NBA, All-Star. He fits beautifully, again, more comfortably in Indianapolis I mean, than he does in New York but everybody's going to be going after him. He's going to have options this summer.
0: Yeah, he certainly is. Uh, Spending some time with our man, Kurt Healan, Pro Basketball Talk at NBCSports.com. We'll get some more with him coming up in just a couple of minutes. When we return, though, I I can't imagine it going any worse for the Warriors than it is right now. And Draymond Green's coming back. Yay! It's next on the Sports Wrap.
3: Attention families with a loved one in a nursing home. If your loved one has suffered from bed sores, falls, broken bones, dehydration, or even death, you may be entitled to a substantial settlement. If you have a loved one who is injured in a nursing home, we will find out what happened. State violations are found against nursing homes every day. You have a limited time to file your claim, so don't wait. Call 800-398-5999 and speak with one of our attorneys. The call is confidential and free.
0: Let's continue the conversation with Kurt Halen of Pro Basketball Talk at NBCSports.com. I watched a lot of the Draymond Green uh, podcast where he he really kind of opened up about what's been going on with him over the last, you know, the 13-game suspension, 14-game suspension, whatever it is, the talk of retiring and Adam Silver talking him out of it. I don't know how much of it you watched. Uh, given that it's your job to cover the NBA i'm assuming you watched probably all of it what what were the big takeaways for you
5: that i think he's come to some realization and i'm not sure you know the the how much of the retirement thing i don't want to say it didn't cross his mind how much of that is performance art versus he was really going to walk away from 77 million dollars um but i think what did hit me was the clear realization to him that he was just hurting the team that, 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 that this team wasn't this team's margin for error now is well between you and me it, they're, they, it's gone like there's they, but even if they, they need everything to go right to even hang around I think their error is past. but they still need everything to break right and he's hurting them they need him out there for secondary playmaking on offense their defense is a mess without him frankly transition defense is a mess with him it doesn't matter but They've got to find a way to be to to maximize what they have if they're going to make any kind of run, and that means having Draymond not missing chunks of time or getting thrown out of games or doing that kind of thing. So I think that part of it seems to have really hit him.
0: Is he coming off the bench? I mean, is has Steve Kerr sort of made that definitive that he's going to be that he's going to be used coming off the bench? I kind of like him in that role at this stage of his career, and I know he's making a lot of money to to be a bench guy, but. I sort of like the youth and, and the infusion of that, and I, I have seen enough improvement in those young guys that it feels like, you know, I love Pudzinski. I mean, give me give me some ideas to as to if you were Steve Kerr, how you would do it.
5: What he would bring to the second unit is passing and playmaking. What they lack right now is the second Steph Curry sits, there's just nobody who can create anymore on that roster. Whereas, well, now that... Chris Paul is out for you know a season with a hand injury. Without Chris Paul, or not the season, but out for a while. Without Chris Paul, there's just not enough playmaking on that second unit. So he would provide passing. He is a good. You can run some offense through him at the at the you know mid post stuff. Um, well, not mid post or at the nail, but the other problem is this: they need his defense with that first unit, and he and Curry just have always had a certain chemistry. They're just, they are just additive. They, they they just play so much better together and off of each other that you've still, even if you bring him off the bench at the end of the game, you're going to have to get him in key minutes with Curry. You're going to have to get a, him extended run with Curry to make this really click. Um, and Jason, and it's been one of my problems with them all season. They, I don't know what Steve Kerr has against Kuminga, but like... Yeah, Wiggins has been terrible. And yet it's Kuminga who ends up on the bench so Wigan can get minutes, even as recently as the other day, where they tried to start them both. That has been a disaster whenever they've tried to do it this season. So in the second half, it's more Wiggins and Kuminga's on the bench. Like it's it I don't get it. So in that sense, I got a feeling that he's gonna ride ride with him, right? Like he's just we're gonna go with Draymond and We'll see. Has um, Wiggins, the has, this, has Wiggins this, just... we like trade Wiggins, by the way. That's what I was going to ask you.
0: Has it, has it just run its course and he needs to get out of there?
5: He's just... I, I don't even know how it fell off. He's only 28. Like, I don't know how it fell off a cliff like this this season, but he's... Um, and I hope everything's okay with him, but it, mm-hmm. it is falling fallen off. And look, Kaminga has supporters high up the ladder in Golden State without maybe rubbing. There's... It is going to, you're going to have to blow them away to move him because you're going to have to win over guys who believe in him and then still believe that he can be the, a key part of whatever's next in a post Curry world. Um, Wiggins is the guy they are ready to move on from. But, you know, I think it's always wise in any sport to try to trade a guy at his lowest ebb. Like, just, <laughs> there's just not going to be much value for Wiggins right now. He is locked up for a few years, and maybe there's a team willing to say, Hey, if we get him in our system, we can kind of revive him. We can make a run.
0: Well, if but, there had been a thought, if there, had, if there had been a thought to trade Chris Paul, because there there had been that conversation, oh, been. is that completely off the table now with him
5: being gone not, for four to six not weeks? Not completely, because he's just a huge expiring contract. Mm-hmm. He is a thirty million dollar contract, which technically uh, non guaranteed for next year. We'll just call it expiring because nobody's picking up the thirty bill for next year. He
0: could be bought uh, out. Somebody could trade for him, buy him out, and he goes right.
5: That, so somebody. He look if they can trade. What they would love to do is get Siakam for him and Moody and a pick or two. Um, that would be their offer. I don't think that that's going to be enough for Toronto. Some clearing out some cap space and and Moses Moody is probably not going to be enough. Um, they're going to want Kaminga, and the buzz is that Kaminga is just again not on the table unless you've got some Godfather offer. So. I've only got about five, but but Paul very well could be moved because he's just a massive expiring.
0: I've literally only got about 45 seconds here, but we saw them play the Raptors the other night. R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly looked pretty good (laughs) in Raptor uniforms, didn't they?
5: That trade has kind of worked out for both sides. I am glad Quickly's getting the minutes he should have gotten from Thibodeau. That has worked really well, but Ananobi's looked like that's just a better fit. They cleared up some log jam in New York. That both of those teams look they look better and boy both of those teams if they just had a 1A would be so much more dangerous Isn't but that's amazing. easy to say those are what everybody wants
0: yeah it's true Kurt uh, Halen Pro Basketball Talk at NBCSports.com check him out there never feels like I have enough time with you my friend be well and uh, we'll talk to you soon I look forward to it buddy take care Kurt Halen hanging out with us on the program alright stick around something to consider the Aaron Rodgers Jimmy Kimmel version Coming up, don't go anywhere. It's the Sports Wrap on a Tuesday. Hi friends, Richard Karn here. Now I'm known as the guy who can fix just about
1: anything, but The technology in most appliances requires very special training to fix. And that's why my family has Choice Home Warranty. Choice Home Warranty covers over 25 major home systems and appliances. That's your AC, heating, plumbing, kitchen and laundry appliances, and so much more. Imagine for less than a cup of coffee a day, Choice Home Warranty can help protect you from expensive major system and appliance breakdowns that your homeowner's insurance doesn't cover. Call Choice Home Warranty now and get access to a nationwide network of over 15,000 technicians and the latest appointment setting technology so you'll know when they're on their way. So... Do what this old DIYer did and call Choice Home Warranty now before something breaks down. Get protection for your heating, A.C., plumbing, kitchen and laundry appliances, and more. Call for your free quote today. Call in the next five minutes and get your first month free. 800-394-8109. That's 800-394-8109.
0: Sports Wrap continues on this Tuesday, coming up in about 10 minutes. Odds and ends. Breaking news from the NFL. Mike Vrabel out in Tennessee. What it all means is coming up. How do you find how is Mike Vrabel, not the head coach in Tennessee, anyway? I'm sorry. I just I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Anywho. Um something to consider today, and it involves our old buddy Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel who, um, well, he just crushed him last night on a show. And you could see Kimmel basically had an agenda that he was coming out with to start his show last night. Uh, for those who didn't get to see it, here's just a a clip of him explaining why Aaron... First, The first clip you'll see is Aaron, Jimmy Kimmel explaining why Aaron Rodgers was attacking him as being in the Epstein papers when he wasn't in the Epstein logs and papers. Um, but then really going all in on what he thinks of Aaron Rodgers, take a listen.
4: Needless to say, all this UFO talk has the tinfoil hatters going wild, including Green Bay Whack Packer, Aaron Rodgers, who offered this hot take on the Pat McAfee show.
5: I I believe that this has been going on for a long time. Interesting uh, timing on everything. There's a lot of other things going on in the world. Did you hear about the Epstein client list uh, about to be released too?
4: What's that? What are you talking about?
5: There's some files that have have some names on it that might be uh, getting released pretty soon. Oh. Mm.
4: Oh. (laughs) Might be time to revisit that concussion protocol, Aaron. (laughs) So he saw that, and maybe to retaliate, he decided to insinuate that I am a pedophile. This is how these nuts do it now. You don't like Trump, you're a pedophile. It's their go-to move. And it shows you how much they actually care about pedophilia. But here's the thing, I spent years doing sports. I've seen guys like him before. Aaron Rodgers has a very high opinion of himself. Because he had success on the football field, he believes himself to be an extraordinary being. He genuinely thinks that because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter than everyone else. The (laughs) idea that his brain is just average is unfathomable to him. (laughs) We learned during COVID, somehow he knows more about science than scientists. A guy who went to community college then got into Cal on a football scholarship, and didn't graduate. Someone who never spent a minute studying the human body is an expert in the field of immunology. He just put on a, <laughs> he put on a magic helmet, and he, that G made him a genius. It's, Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron, OK? <laughs> and can you imagine? That this hamster-brained man thinks he knows what the government is up to because he's a quarterback doing research on YouTube.
0: <laughs> I mean, you can't make it up. You really can't make it up. I mean, he, he absolutely leveled him. Uh, and there was a lot more to it than that. Like, he started to go into, like, the Dunning-Kirkland effect and all that stuff. I mean, he, he really, you could tell. He literally spent his entire monologue on Aaron Rodgers. And this is the problem for Aaron Rodgers as far as this thing is concerned, Sam. He can't win because Jimmy Kimmel has the bigger bully pulpit. Jimmy Kimmel has a huge audience every night watching his show. Aaron Rodgers will never be able to compete with that. And it probably drives him nuts. The most he can hope for is, you know, half a million people watching him on Pat McAfee's show, um, spouting off whatever nonsense he's going to spout. And it's, it's sort of the Howard Stern effect. You know why most people probably watch Pat McAfee? They will, whether they like him or hate him, they want to see what he'll say next. It's the, it's the old Howard Stern effect. And it's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. They want to see what he's going to say next. He can't beat Jimmy Kimmel.
2: You're right, but he's. it's interesting that he's made it to a point in this whole saga where he has no out. He's put himself in a place where he has no way to because like me personally, right, young person, thought kind of this whole time that maybe he was just some... Kind of troll, right? Like you're just trolling us all, trying to you know see what crazy thing he could stir up next. And and you know I understood it for a while, but we've gotten to the point where like, dude, like like people are threatening lawsuits against you. Like you're an embarrassment to the league. Do you not notice how Aaron Rodgers just isn't on commercials anymore, and he's not like a face of the league and and all that kind of thing? It's because of all of this. He's you know not with State Farm anymore. All that kind of thing. It's it's because. He's just turned into this guy who is persona is is a devil to the public. That's exactly what he is. Whether yeah. you know, I know he has supporters out there, and there are people who antagonize him. And however you choose to feel, publicly he's become the way that we report on him, the way that he is is displayed in in public is devilish.
0: And look, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday um without yeah. question, yeah he's gonna be in the hall of fame he's a hall of fame quarterback um he's gonna be in the hall of fame, fame quarterbacks win multiple rings. he's dan marino won none so i, I don't want to hear it um he's gonna be in the hall of fame one
2: day great point jason he's great gonna, point he's
0: gonna he's gonna be in the hall of fame one day whether whether anybody likes it or not anybody to me he belongs there it's not the Hall of Great People. I mean, you know, Lawrence Taylor's in there for crying out loud. Go, go look Jim up, Kelly's go Wikipedia. Yeah. Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly's a great human.
2: Being. Not a good, not a good, nope. Jim Kelly, not a good guy. Not objectively. We'll talk about it off air. Okay. Not a good guy. All
3: right.
0: All right. Um, but we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see sort of what the reaction is. The Jets have been very quiet in all of this, too. Almost like they're letting Rodgers hang himself right now. Which is kind of interesting, too. We'll see what his response to Kimmel is. Kimmel challenged him to apologize. Will he? We'll see what happens on uh, McAfee's show today, and we'll see what happens, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Mike Vrabel is out in Tennessee. It's next in Odds and Ends on the Sports Wrap. wrap continues on this Tuesday. Bill Bender on the show tomorrow from the Sporting News. Couldn't join us today because he's traveling back from Houston to I think he's in Ohio um, following the National Championship game. So we'll get his thoughts on the game tomorrow and Who knows? Maybe we'll have more clarity on the Jim Harbaugh situation by then. See what he is reporting uh, when he joins us on the program. All right, my favorite time of the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's odds and ends. And there is Sam Yarnell. The vocals get me every time. Absolutely. Um, Big news in the NFL. As we mentioned earlier in the show, Mike Vrabel is out as head coach of the Tennessee Titans and thus begins the 20 years of darkness that should consume that organization for doing something so incredibly stupid. Nobody's gotten more with less than Mike Vrabel has, Sam.
2: This is a guy, Jason, who took a team with an offense led by Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, but Ryan Tannehill handing the ball off to him, Ryan Tannehill calling the plays in the huddle, to the playoffs, like deep in the playoffs. Like, what are we doing here? Mike Vrabel, <laughs> and I think Scott Van Pelt put it best right after the, the Vrabel firing happened on Twitter, which Jason likes to call X for some reason. Uh Scott Van Pelt tweeted that Vrabel's gonna have another job wherever he wants, whenever he wants. And that's exactly the case. Mike Vrabel is one of the, if not the most universally liked by players, head coach in the nfl and i don't particularly think it's close what matters about mike vrabel is that he brings a traditional aspect of coaching that is so rare for us to see in the nfl these days think this most recent coaching cycle D'Amico ryan's think mike Mc- mcdaniel not mike vrabel mike mcdaniel with the dolphins think kyle shanahan sean mcveigh what are all these coaches have in common They're all analytics guys. They're all guys who are the next big thing in coaching. They're the young offensive mind that's going to take some team to the next level. Mike Vrabel isn't that. Mike Vrabel's a a coach who's going to come in and build a locker room around that football. And when they have bad games, he's going to bury that yeah. football and they're going to start over. It's just the kind of guy he is. He's a real grit guy. He's a real nose to the grindstone kind of guy. It's the same thing we're going to see with Jim Harbaugh when he gets brought into the NFL during this coaching cycle. Mike Frable going to have a job
0: wherever. But here's the thing now. you start If we're talking about him getting right back in out of this coaching cycle and, and, and right back into it, and not taking a year off, which he obviously could probably do. Go, you know, sit in a broadcast booth or something or go He's not that kind of guy. He now. doesn't strike me as that kind of guy either. But I'm just saying he can do whatever he wants for the next if he wants to sure. take a year off and see what opening exists in another year or so. If if you're Vrabel and if you're the team's looking for somebody, start let's go right through it. San Diego. Does he make sense for San Diego? I'd say probably. I don't think he makes sense for that spot. I think you want an offensive mastermind to work with Justin Herbert, um, that obviously wasn't Brandon Staley. Um, so to me, you know, Vrabel in San Diego, uh, San Diego, Los Angeles with the Chargers doesn't make a lot of sense. The spot that makes sense to me is the Raiders. If I'm if I'm Mark Davis, I would open up the checkbook. If you're not going after Harbaugh, or if Harbaugh says no. And then you have to start asking yourself, all right, if you're a team cuz Harbaugh and Vrabel, like you kind of meant they're kind of similar. I think they're two yeah, guys that kind I in, think in they're, they're of woven, style, yeah. woven from that same cloth in terms of the mindset. I wonder I wonder if if it's a choice between those two and you're the Raiders, which one are you throwing the book at? Are you th- are you throwing the the checkbook at? I'm, you know, that I, that's that's another question. Then you have um, a potential opening in New England. And there's been a lot of conversation that Vrabel would love to go and take the Patriots job. But now you have the story of Bill Belichick saying, I'm willing to give up the GM duties, and if he is, and if that was the only thing that Bob Kraft said he would need to hear from Bill Belichick in order to keep him with the team, do you, if you are Bob Kraft, now turn your back on Bill Belichick and do the cutthroat thing and say, you're done here. Yes. Go break the record somewhere else and go hire yes. Mike Vrabel. Yes. it would be cold and it's calculating. Easy. If Bob, it, It's easy for us to say it. We're Bob putting Kraft, it past
1: Robert Kraft. No,
0: I, I get, look. You're, you're telling the guy who's from Connecticut, and he totally exactly. screwed the city of Hartford and and the residents of Connecticut when we had a deal in place to bring the Patriots to Hartford, and then he wound up keeping the team in Foxborough after all and just used Connecticut for leverage. So you don't have to tell me how cold and calculating the guy is, but this would be a whole nother level if you do something like this with Bill Belichick.
2: Mike Vrabel is meant to coach the New England Patriots. If he comes on as the defensive coordinator for a season under Belichick, mm-hmm. while Belichick has his swan song, fine. Can't I can't do that. If you're the bringing the back Belichick, coordinator-
0: if you're bringing back Belichick, it's for two years because he's gonna he's got to break the record there. There's no point bringing uh-huh. him back for one year.
2: Okay, whatever. For, for Belichick's swan song, if Vrabel wants to stay a coordinator for that long, fine. I don't whatever. think he does. Mike Vrabel Man. will be the coach of the New England Patriots before I'm 40. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> sometime in the next 16 years, Mike Vrabel, he was born to be the coach of the New England Patriots. He will be the coach of the New England Patriots one day. Maybe the commanders, though. I could see immediately him going to the mm. commanders and building a culture there. They're big culture the, we, we saw with their GM requests yesterday. The commanders are making a big push for culture right now. Vrabel's exact co- Vrabel is culture in terms of coaching.
0: Yeah, makes a, and he would make a lot of sense there. There's a lot of spots where somebody like Vrabel uh, would make sense. We'll see how it all plays out. Sam, we'll see you back here on wednesday have yourself a wonderful day let's talk winners jason oh yes so that's gonna do it for us i'm jason page we'll see you tomorrow